It might be cold. It might be easy. But the one thing you can't do is take a trip up to Lambeau for granted. This is a game the Chiefs have to stay focused on. How they do that? Matchups, keys, predictions today on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, Chiefs fans around the world. Nice to see you. It is a Red Friday show. We're streaming this live on Thursday night. If you can join us, we appreciate you very much. Hit the like, hit the sub, hit the bell, do all that good stuff on YouTube because that's where it all starts because we are the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for free on every channel, everywhere, including Spotify and Apple for audio. You can get us anywhere. You can get a free podcast. You will find us there five days a week plus because we are here every day for you. And for those of you that are the everydayers already, the local subs, the locos that are always with us, we very much appreciate you. And we try to give you bonus content when we can, but every day is a lot. So we make sure that you get an episode every single time. I might even have something extra for you for this particular week up in Wisconsin. We're brought to you today by Game Time. So check out that Game Time app, create an account. Use our code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. It's last-minute tickets. It's the lowest price, and it's guaranteed. Guaranteed is always a lot of fun to go uh, somewhere that is iconic. For a lot of teams around the league, it is going to Arrowhead. But today, we're going to talk about the Chiefs trip to Lambeau, someplace that I haven't been to, but I'll be there in person. I'll try to give you some pregame looks at everything that I can find what does it take to win this? What do we think is going to happen? What are the keys and matchups that have to happen? And really, how do you stay focused? That's all today on Locked on Chiefs. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com as well as RGR Football. And this is Chris Clark, the uh, monster of the midway, we call him, in uh, the Chiefs <laughs> corner subspace. Uh, you can get all the information, uh, tracking the pertinent stats uh, in the passing game as well as cap analogies and all kinds of uh, access. Make sure you check that out. Big thing today. I am going to make that trip. Uh, I'd like to share that with everybody. Patrick talked about it being a, a, an incredible place to play this week. And that's all well and good. We all have to stay focused on it, Chris. But if you're somebody in that room, if you're a 25-year-old player, the number one thing you can't do is be like in awe of one of the few places in this league that might be more... Um, Starstruck, yeah. Yeah, than playing at home in Arrowhead, right? Like, that's yep. the biggest challenge that I see in front of this roster. No, and I think that's a great call. I think that it's Lambo is one of the most iconic places in the NFL to play and maybe the most iconic. Uh, there's different things for different people, obviously, but when you look at history, Lambo is one of those places that is the, by far the most iconic stadiums in the NFL. And I can understand why they'd be a little bit starstruck, but they also understand that at this point, they have no margin for error. We've talked about this for the past couple of weeks. They are not no longer the number one seed. They control their own destiny. If they win out and they win this game, uh, they will be the number one seed again. But in order to do that, you have to win it at Lambeau. And yeah. there's a lot of questions there. Uh, Jordan Love's been playing better. The Packers have been playing better. There's questions as to who's going to be healthy in this game. There was a lot of people on the Green Bay injury report probably – at least double what Kansas City had on theirs. Uh, and a quick update on Kansas City's, I do not expect to see Bolton in this game. Uh, I really don't know that I even expect to see Jarek McKinnon in this game, even though he was a limited participant. Uh, if I'm Kansas City, I'm holding him out, especially considering the weather's probably going to be in the 30s. Uh, don't think you really want to risk it for that type of game. 
30s I'll take when I originally looked at uh, booking this trip. It was uh, going to be in the teens. So I'm happy right. for that. Uh, there was an addition signed to the practice squad at the running back position today as well. Um, that probably plays into whether uh, Jarek's going to be uh, available or not. But you're absolutely right. This is not uh, as easy-looking game as it was a few weeks ago. Uh, Jordan Love in particular has started to figure it out, um, especially in the week that Aaron Rodgers is, is talking about coming back. To the New York Jets, uh, pretty good timing for him. I think that that worked out well for Jordan Love. Um, and he has been making not just good throws, but good decisions. He's been making some clutch plays. Third downs have improved for the Green Bay Packers over the last few weeks. Um, you obviously have guys that we were going to focus on in Christian Watson uh, and Dubs. Uh, Romeo, I think, has been – I probably felt the brunt of the transition to Love so far this season, but I feel like that's coming along. And now they have Jaden Reed who I think is really starting to give them an absolute third option that can move the ball. And so now it's not just take an option away and attack the, the passer. It's now a full-fledged. Everybody on the defense can't relax. It's got to be a business trip as much as you're starstruck. Well, and the other part of it is there's also a question of, you know, how to how do the Packers try to attack this Chiefs team? Uh, and Jaden Reed, by the way, I think mispracticed today again, so mm -hmm. I'm not sure he'll be able to play, but uh, – you know, are they going to try to attack via the pass? Or are they going to try to use the running game like the Denver Broncos did several weeks ago? We talked about it on the crossover show with Peter. You know, the Denver Broncos ran the ball at the Chiefs, and they were able to be successful with it. It's a big deal if they get a guy like if A.J. Dillon is able to play in this game. He's currently dealing with an injury, uh, and I would imagine he plays because he played last week, but we'll see. Uh, but it does look like they're going to be without Aaron Jones, which is a huge loss for them as well. So, uh, you know, the big question really becomes how do they attack this Chiefs team? If they try to run the ball and they're effective running the ball, then it opens up the pass because you've got to slow down the running game. Yeah. And that's, I think, the, the thing without balance, I don't feel that that offense is going to be in a position where they can effectively attack the entirety of the Chiefs defense. Uh, setting them up in particular, as we've talked about uh, in some games past, right now, for me, it's about second down is the most crucial down for this game in this team again with the weather with the two-way go that you get on second down especially if you, if dylan's there and you're able to bottle him early i think that's where it is success on second down breeds you third and long conditions and that i think is the key to, to this ball game there's several others and there's a ton of matchups that are going to be very interesting some that Chiefs can exploit and some they have to be very wary of we're going to go through them all as well as get to our keys and predictions but first Got to give you guys a little bit of a heads up on something that you want to make sure that you get in on the action. And it is getting colder, that is for sure, but the action's heating up. The NFL offer stays hot right now on FanDuel. You can get that action, and new customers in particular are getting a great deal, $150 in bonus bets with winning one single $5 money line bet. That's right now for new customers. That's $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. You've been thinking about getting into the action, right? This is the time of year to do it. It's a lot of fun, and these are the games that start to count. You can see how uh, moving ball games around is going to affect that as well. There's no better time to get into the action right now. The app's super easy to use, and it's got a ton of betting options, whether it's spreads, props, over-unders, uh, obviously the money line, because that's how you get in the action to get your $150 in bonus bets. Super simple. Check it out. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's at fanduel.com slash locked on. 
kick off this season in the high gear and get after it, maybe even get ready for the playoffs. It's at FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So there's a plethora of places to start. I, I don't think there's anything more important in my mind than what's going on with the Chiefs left tackle against Rashawn Gary, the right outside linebacker, edge rusher from the Green Bay Packers who had a heck of a game last week and has been coming on in terms of living up and then some to his draft potential. I don't know that Donovan Smith is necessarily unprepared for this, a ton of experience. And yes, he had a bad ball game last time out, but I don't necessarily think that this leads to two in a row. You just have to be on top of your game. I think the pacing of the offense is going to help him. I think they're going to try to get the ball out quickly. And I think overall, while there will be a penalty probably, there's probably going to be a player or two you're going to want back. I think this is a manageable matchup for the Chiefs. Where are you at? No, I don't disagree with you. I think that Gary is going to be somebody that could give Smith a handful during the game, and it, it could be something that you have to be wary of. But I also think that Andy Reid has gotten to a point where he knows what Smith is going to be capable of and not capable of, and I don't expect him to put, an, on, put him on an island as much. Uh, so I do think that that's going to be something that's probably not going to be uh, something that the Chiefs do a lot in this game. So I think that's going to help Donovan Smith in this game. And I agree with you. I think they're going to try to get the ball out quicker quicker the question becomes who is going to be available for kansas city and the reason i ask that question be, is because do you have a guy like Kadarius tony that you didn't have last week he gives you the ability to get the ball out quicker if you play him in the slot and you run some some of the routes that he's very good at you can get the ball out quicker and that's going to slow down the pass rush are you going to be able to have a guy and pacheco do what he's been doing in screens and, and catching from behind the line of scrimmage that will also slow down the pass rush uh, so I, I do think there's ways that they're going to fight it. Uh, Sky Moore moving to the slot uh, and playing mostly slot reps is going to help as well. Uh, Rasheed Rice actually last week played mostly outside, and I think if that continues, which I expect it will, uh, that's going to help because that's going to open up things in the middle of the field for guys like Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore and anybody else that they decide to put in the slot. Now, when you're on the opposite end and you're trying to attack the group, Packers on their offense. I think the middle is right where you want to be, too, because you take a look. Uh, the tackles are actually playing pretty solid. Zach Tom, I think, is an underrated right tackle right now in the league, a uh, guy that has the athleticism. I really liked coming out of school. But right now, it's it's Josh Myers and John Runyon that didn't have the greatest game last week, been struggling a little bit more in the last couple of weeks. And I think that's right for exactly what the Chiefs want to do with Chris Jones, Charles Menehue, Mike Dana. I think they're all going to have opportunities. And I think that's what is intriguing to me is that normally we're talking about edge rushers. But this particular week, to get to Jordan Love, it's through the A-gaps on both sides, in my opinion. And I think that's exactly where they have to blitz a little bit, move things around, and maybe run three-man stunts if you're going to try to play games. Well, and I'm glad you say blitz because I do think that that's something they're going to do uh, through the A-gaps this week. You talk about, you know, Charles Minihue and Chris Jones and Mike Dana. Uh, you didn't mention George Koloftis, but I think you got to throw him in there as well. Uh, but I think that you're going to be looking at guys like, you know, Chanel and Willie Gay and Drew Tranquil. And I think they're going to be going and sending pressure through the A-gaps. They're going to test that. They're going to try to put pressure on Jordan Love and, if you go back and watch the game that he played against the Chiefs previously, uh, I think that this is his first time actually playing an opponent twice that's outside the division. But if you go back and watch that game, it's a different game plan this week with 
the way he's been playing lately. I do not think that you can expect that he's going to be somebody that you can uh, blitz as much as they did the same way that they did the, the last time. He's grown. He is a much better quarterback. So I agree. I think the gap is someplace to attack him. And the other thing I'm really going to be curious about is who is Snead going to line up against this week? Uh, you could argue you could argue it's Christian Watson, but Romeo Dubs has had a very good season as well. So are they going to have Snead travel with somebody? Or are they just going to have a matchup and have him go as, as it is? I mean, you don't have a guy that's on the same par that you've had the last several weeks where you're trying to take away a real number one wide receiver. Watson is good. I don't know that I – I mean, he's not top 15, though, in my opinion. Right. I mean, he's he's still playing well, but he's not one of those – top five, top 10 type guys. So do you change it a little bit and go with the defense that is just not really splitting it as much and using your guys and putting them on their side of the field and going with it? That also might give you the ability to blitz differently as well. I was just going to say, maybe not even necessarily the blitzing, but I like the concept of against a team like that is pretty evenly keeled. And honestly, the hottest hand right now is Reed. If he's able to go, then clearly you got McDuffie on him, not a problem. I like the idea of leaving Snead and uh, whether it's Jalen Watson or, or Josh Williams, whoever it is on the other side, kind of at home so they can support the edges in the run game. Um, yep. Blitzing as well. But like if they, if they get going, my guess is the Green Bay Packers are having success in the run game. And that's probably where I want to see the support come up a little bit more. Yeah, makes sense. And I think that it's, you're going to see a lot of support from the linebackers in that aspect as well. I do think that. Kansas City is going to be looking at this game knowing that uh, the Packers are probably going to want to try to run the ball a little bit. But the reality, and you kind of talked about this earlier, if you can keep, keep them in a situation where they're where it's second and eight uh, to even maybe second and five, I think you got to feel pretty good about your chances of keeping them from you know continuing drives because if they're going to run the ball three times or twice and then try to throw, Kansas City's defense is pretty good at defending that. And if you keep it in – more than you know, a five-yard situation for second down. I think you have to feel pretty good about your chances for third. Yeah, I, I have to think so as well. Um, in the end, it's about playing your game, understanding who they are. Uh, I, I don't think it's it's gross adjustments that are needed on this particular game plan. No, and I I agree with that completely. I do think that you look at uh, you know the different things that the Chiefs can do, both offensively and defensively. And I think that this is going to be a game that they, it gets to a point where they show that they're stepping in the right direction. Offensively, if you go back and watch last week, they continue to do things that they were doing in the first half and the second half. They seem to have been learning from themselves and being successful. And I think that's a big key to this is, you know, do they continue and they put a guy like Rasheed Rice in a situation where he's getting another 10 targets this week and maybe he out-targets Travis Kelsey again. If you do that, I think that puts you in a position where you can be successful in offense. Well, and you're learning more than just this ball game. You're, you're helping yourself through the season. So we have to talk about what those keys are. Specific details they have to accomplish in order to get the win. And then we're going to give you our projections. That's coming up next after a word from our pals. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying big tickets to your next big event. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, GameTime takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And I know that Ryan is getting ready to go to this game at Lambeau, and I'm sure that if he wasn't getting tickets uh, from his cousin, he would be using GameTime, and he's probably used GameTime to go look and see where his tickets are. Uh, that is the type of experience you can get from GameTime. They will show you exactly where you're sitting 
uh, and it's no hassle. Uh, you know exactly what you're going to be paying for the tickets. If you're looking for last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, all the different things you, you can get from game time, views from all seats in the venue, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, and job loss protection, all of that is available at game time. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NFL, L O C K E D O N N F L for $20 off. Downline game, download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, I have checked, by the way. Thank you very much. Because I do really, that's my favorite part of game time is being able to see the seats before I get there. So uh, I just wish there were warmers attached. We're going to find out how bad that <laughs> is. Uh, <laughs> but uh, do check out game time, folks. I think you're going to dig it. What I'm going to dig, too, is the ability to really take this game in its entirety and just get down to business. This should be a very straightforward, simple execution-based game plan. You don't have to get super fancy. Yes, there, there are some defenders you have to watch out for. On the offense, the, the side of the Chiefs uh, ballgame that, that has struggled lately, yeah, you need to be diligent. You need to attack in a way that allows you to double down on what you've done well. At times, that's been running the ball. There's got to be a minimum, again, of 15 carries for Isaiah Pacheco. At times, it's been through Kelsey. I don't think that's the key to this particular ballgame. What I want to see most is, as you said, take Rasheed Rice and continue to make him the focus of the passing game. Let Travis come after him and let Sky come after him. And then if Tony gets on the field, great. If Watson or MVS is available, great at that point. But it's got to be right now about using this game to bolster and expose Rasheed Rice to more situations so that you can lean on him come January. I don't have a problem with most of that, but I would argue that I think that they need to reduce snaps for guys like Justin Watson and MBS. And maybe it's it's those two guys in general that they just reduce snaps to. You need to use the guys that can make plays. Yes, you need guys that, can, that are going to be in the right spots at the right time. But if you're not going to throw throwing to the ball to MBS, why are you having them out there? Uh, this is going to be a game where I'm, I, I would expect that they're going to try to get him involved at least a little bit since he's going back to Green Bay. Uh, mm -hmm. But you know, that's something that I would appreciate if they would actually not do just because <laughs> it's it limits what they can do on offense. You talked about, you know, get Sky Moore involved, get, you know, Kadarius Tony involved at times. You can do all of those things, but you absolutely need to be feeding Rasheed Rice. You need to be, you know, using Travis Kelsey to open things up. And let's not forget, there's other guys like Noah Gray that deserve some, you know, attempts going their direction as well. He's played well this season uh, when given an opportunity. Uh, I do think that, you know, attacking and mainly the, my whole point with this is keep the reps lower. Uh, don't spread out your attempts uh, through, you know, six, seven different wide receivers or wide or pass catchers is, the, is what I call them on Chiefs Corner right. all the time. Use the guys that use five or six, don't get to seven or eight, because at that point, then they're not getting into rhythm and it's going to hurt you. Yeah, rhythm is a key. And it's something that I think you can, again, take your time to be deliberate about. I, I would hope to see that the, the first 15 for the offensive side of the ball is clean and well executed and that it, it 
carries through a theme through the rest of the ball game. Uh, I do think that there are a couple of traps out there for the offense that they're going to have to avoid. And Rajon Gary's getting a ton of the uh, accolades right now. But l- let's be honest. Kenny Clark is a serious player and has been making a lot of plays. He had eight pressures last week. Carl Brooks, a rookie from Bowling Green that uh, was one of my favorite interior players in this last draft cycle, has been coming on of late. I think he had five pressures last week. Uh, in the passing game in particular, they're able to move on the inside and the interior right in the chief strength. So you got to show up ready for business. This can't be a, hey, we'll take the first 15 off and we'll figure it out. It's got to be all cylinders all go from the snap. And I think that that's what we're in for. Oh, I do think that's exactly what they're in for. And I do think that you watch what, uh, you know, Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith and Joe Tooney have been doing all season and they've been getting better. Uh, I, I think that they started slow. I think that they struggled at times. Uh, with different things and they've struggled with the guys that are around them as well, just because they're not used to having the, the same guys there. I mean, you know, Juwan Taylor and Donovan Smith. Yeah. They've been there. What? 11 games now. But that's still not the same type of chemistry you want with your offensive line. You want as much uh, time as you possibly have. And when you start talking about twists and stunts, which is what really has caused Kansas city problems when they've had problems in pass protection, uh, that takes a lot of time and a lot of snaps to get to get to a point where you feel comfortable with the guy next to you. Agreed. The other thing that I think you got to keep in mind is this plays into Steve Spagnuolo's plan. Uh, the drop-off in completion percentage for uh, one guy in particular last week named Jordan Love was about 33% when pressured. Completed 83% standard got down to 50 when pressured and so spags is going to send him and he should that includes uh the blitz i think the blitz is a little bit more effective from his left hand side uh attacking the right side of the defense attacking the left side of jordan love uh, but here's the key is not only was that effective but what happened when jordan tried to uh to make passes when under uh pressure his depth of target doubled he went from a seven and an eight in the two categories of whether he's completely clean or when he was not blitzed at all, up to 17.7. So when he he's trying to put the ball over the top, and that means Mike Edwards, Brian Cook are going to be in a position to go take the ball away. So that's the combination that you want. I, I want to see the linebackers and maybe McDuffie. We know he's, they're going to send McDuffie. I don't want to see the safety blitzes because I think the safeties are going to have opportunities down the field. I can see that. I wouldn't mind seeing Reed or, or Cook get a, a blitz or two because I do think that it's um, changing the way that the angles that they're coming from and, and where they're coming from is going to be something that's going to help in this in this game. Jordan Love is – this is obviously the second time he's seen Spagnuolo, and he's gotten better from the first time. I said that earlier, but he's still mostly a rookie with when it comes to the amount of games he's played. You can take all the snaps in practice that you want, but until you get the game snaps to you know have that experience and see every, see more uh, over and over and over again, and the way Spags has been dialing at pressure, you never know where somebody's coming from. Uh, so I think that's going to be a play a big part in this game, and I'm curious to see how they use it both you know blitzing against the pass and blitzing against the run because I do think that there's going to be some run blitzes as well. Agreed. Um, one last little note. I, I won't say this is a key, but it is something to keep an eye on. Uh, the right corner, Corey Balancing. Uh, he's got a target. 
give up 80 plus percent for 171 last week. Um, has been pretty solid prior to that, but doesn't have a ton of snaps. I want to say he's got less than 300 snaps on the season. So I'd like to see the Chiefs attack him, uh, put some pressure on him as well. That's another one. But at the end of the day, I don't think it much matters where they're going. I think it's more about the execution on the Kansas City side than it is what the Green Bay defense is doing. And so for me, uh, in the cold especially, I do think it looks to me like it's going to be uh, a pretty slow-paced game. I do think the first 15 will be effective. I think they'll get out to a 7-0 lead. I think it may build slowly from there. I don't know if there's going to be a ton. But in the end, I, I think they're methodical, and I think they get it done. Will there be a big play that they give up? I think that's probably in the cards, and that's all right. In the end, I don't think the Green Bay Packers have the firepower to keep up with the Chiefs. I see this 28-17 Kansas City. Really hard for me to argue with your score. Uh, I think that it's going to be really close to that. I, I don't know if it's going to be a situation where it's 28, 24, 17. I mean, uh, the spread right now I think is six, at least the last time I checked. Uh, so 24, 17 is probably a little bit closer to what it's probably going to be. But the reality is, is unless Green Bay is able to establish the run and run for you know 150 yards, I don't think that they're going to be scoring the same amount of points that the Broncos did and the other thing that helped the Broncos score as many points as they did is that the chiefs turned over the ball. So the reality is if you keep turnovers down to where you can win at negative one against green Bay, you can maybe win at negative two, uh, but you're pushing it if you get to negative two. So, and obviously field position matters and that's all going to you know be something that you have to worry about too. But I think that this is going to be a game Kansas city should win. I don't think it should really be, uh, that close and maybe Green Bay comes back at the end and scores some extra points later to make it look closer than it really was most of the game. Uh, so I'm going to go 28. <laughs> I hate doing it. I think I have to agree with you, though. 28-17 is probably about what it's going to be. Ooh, that's our first unanimous prediction of the season. Folks, we, we don't talk these through previously, so that's the first time I've heard it. I'm glad you were here to hear it, too. We'd love to know what you think, though. What is your prediction? Leave it in the comments down below. Make sure you like, sub, and hit the bell here on this channel. And you go get subbed on Spotify or Apple uh, Apple iTunes. That's what I wanted to go to. Apple Podcasts or any podcast platform because we're free five days a week plus for you. Everydayers, cheers to you. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to be on the road. Uh, we will be live post-game. Chris will hold that down, and you'll see some content from me hopefully before uh, we get to that ball game so keep an eye peel here on the channel and if you want to see it all you really need that bell turned on on the notifications there's all kinds of content all over the place check out peter over on locked on packers as well as all the other slate of games because we have channels for every single team in the nfl here on the locked on podcast network check us out enjoy your weekend we hope that you have a good time be ready for sunday night football and we will see you then thanks for spending your time with us today and we'll catch you then